What's up? Y'all, your boy Leader is back, man. Feel the talk. Feel the talk, man. Listen, we got to talk about some things that's huge. I've just been sitting here, man, realizing and, and seeing the Eagles is on the move for Le'Veon. I'm seeing that the Sixers is... um. They're looking good to me. I like the way they're looking just because of what they got. Mike Scott looked like a super dude off the bench. So I'm kind of like real, really looking forward to seeing how this cat really gets down like um, the rest of the way. And I think he can get signed again. I mean, it's a lot of one-year deals that's going to be fished out there, man. So um, look for that. Yes, a lot of one-year deals. I see that popping off immediately. Um, uh, the Phillies, listen, it was waiting for a long time, right? And people are already talking crazy. Oh, he said DC on it. Don't matter what he said. He signed 13 years with Philly. <laughs> Don't matter what he said. He can say, I can miss DC. DC looks great. I miss, man. Nobody care about all that, man. Philly said, sign on the dotted line. You know what I mean? Like, we all about action. And that was the action. We, I mean, straight up. So um it was it was it was big to see how all that really turned out and um it's good to see how Philly was excited, man. It's good to see Philly excited. It's been a long when the drought broke, when the championship drought broke in Philly. I was in Philly, Southwest Philly, when the Phillies won lights out lids, the last out. It was just a great team. They remind me of ninety three. Ninety three when I saw Philly's first go to the World Series, John Crook, my favorite player, they had him, they had Darren Dalton. They had um, Mickey Morandini, um, Mariano Duncan, Kevin Stocker was even on that team. Kevin Stocker was doing a good job. He was a top prospect, came up good at shortstop. Dave Howland's at third base. Danny Dykstra, my boy Nails, Peter Cavillia, uh, Jim Eisenreich hitting Mr. 300, uh, Milt Thompson. I mean, that was a good squad. You know what I mean? And then, then, you, then you talk about Tommy Green. He was like 16 and 40 a year. He, he, he was, it was my boy that year. And Kurt Schilling was on that team. Kurt Schilling wasn't even at the peak. He was, he, 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 he turned out to be, uh, Terry Mulholland was starting in the all-star game that year. I mean, it was uh, Ben Rivera. Um, you know, I know I'm missing some cats, man. Just a good team. And Mitch Wild Thing Williams. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Man, look, I got love for him. I mean, it's over now. At that time, I was like, I ain't even want him in the city. That's not right, though, man. That's just the Philly in me. I mean, but that's not good. I ain't want to egg his house and kill him. Nah. I was mad. You know, Joe Carter, you just going to hand him. You just underhand pitched him, huh? <laughs> it's like he played softball with Joe Carter. But, yeah, man, I mean, I think this team better than a lot of them teams I ever saw. I mean, we never had, like, the, the second best player in the league. It might have been that year, like, when we had – when J-Roll won the MVP or – um um or – when um, let's see, um, that year Lenny Dykstra was clearly, but Crook could have got in '93. He could have got an MVP. It was some good teams. That was a good team. Ricky Jordan was a backup. He was coming out. To, uh, uh, West Chamberlain was a, a, a backup, talented guys. Um, Darren Dalton. I didn't say Darren Dalton name. Sorry, Darren Dalton. That's my guy, man. Rest in peace. A legend in Philly, man. He was a catcher, and the backup catcher was Ty Pratt and Mike Lieberthal. And them guys went on to have long career. I mean, that was a special team. We deserved the doggone World Series, man. That was a special team. And this team has the ability to be one of the best Phillies teams ever. 
So I come back, y'all. Um, I'm definitely going to. We gonna get here, man. We gonna get here. We getting the we getting the uh, station set up, and we gonna get things going. And I'm gonna let y'all know to follow the leader, man. It's it's listen, y'all know what it is, man. Y'all know how I get down, man. I've been waiting to talk some Philadelphia talk. I don't want to talk your ears off, but I am gonna say is follow leader. We out of here. What's up? What's up? I'm back, y'all. Let y'all know what's going on. Follow the leader. We are here to talk more about Philadelphia sports. It's Follow the Leader, and we are on Philly Talk Radio right now, talking all Philadelphia sports. We're going to start quick. I want to start with the Eagles. Now, Brandon Graham's back, three years, $40 million. Jason Kelsey got paid a one-year extension, $11 million, to become the highest-paid center. It's like Philadelphia just... These two dudes deserved it because Kelsey had a down year and he came back. So, um, I just say that Kelsey, that dude, man, and we need him, especially for this run. Whatever's going to go down, uh, he's not going anywhere, as you can see, so he'll be here. And that's good to have your – I mean, just as good as it is to sign big free agents, it's good to have a big nucleus. Same thing. Now, Jason Kelsey, him back with the. I still don't think. I don't know if Peters is going to come back. It's um, super different to think. I think it's a possibility you won't see Peters. Peters, I mean, I love Peters, but if we need some money, we need some money. And that's a $13 million cap hit. $13 million cap hit, Jimmy Jernigan. $9.4 million cap hit to Nelson Aguilar. People got to go. Look, Michael Michael Bennett is a seven-minute. Listen, people got to go. We got Barnett and Graham back. So there's a big possibility that Michael Bennett is out of here. And I thought, you know, if, if it wasn't for that, I would have been like, yo, you know, Bennett could stay with, with Graham being gone. But no, that's not the role they went. We'll see what happens. Man. I just want to see what happens. I think they'll tell him to restructure his contract. So we can, you know, get some more money up. I think that's that's just what Howie does. Howie's gonna make it happen. If you listen, if you the best running back in the league, he gonna he done found out ways to put other people on this team. He's gonna find out a way to put Le'Veon Bell on this team. If Antonio Brown wanna come, I'm telling y'all right now, just watch out for Howie Rosemine. 
if if it's a possibility, you can get. And the Eagles called about Brown. The most interested teams wasn't the Eagles. wasn't one of those three. But that don't mean they're gonna get back and get tomorrow. They couldn't make the deal. I mean, they just probably hear from these teams way more. It's probably that means there's been way more things going on. So Le'Veon Bell is big to look at now. Um, Le'Veon Bell was inbox and Instagram by Bryce Harper. And Bryce Harper told him, come to this town, man. Let's get championships in the greatest city in the world. The only reason, check this out. Listen to me. The only reason that Le'Veon Bell would show that on social media is if he was thinking about going to Philly. I'm talking about Holly. You don't, what would you even show that for? Why would you even comment on the Eagles thing? Last year, the Eagles ain't say his name. He said the Eagles will probably come see what's up with me. He want to be in Philly. The biggest thing is he probably wanted to <laughs> listen. It's sometimes it's personal because he probably want to um, throw it in the Pittsburgh face that he in another Pennsylvania team and he dominating because that's a big rivalry, Philly and Pittsburgh. I mean, he's this is personal between Le'Veon and Pittsburgh. I mean, he probably just felt. I mean, who wouldn't feel like that if you? I mean, Le'Veon as good as Ben Roethlisberger is and Brown was. Le'Veon X factored it, and you can see when he left how. And as good as Connor was, he wasn't Le'Veon Bell, man. He wasn't Le'Veon. I mean, he had a phenomenal Pro Bowl season, James Connor, out of Pittsburgh. Proud of him, but he's not Le'Veon Bell. That's how. And then look at his numbers. Like, he's just not – Le'Veon is just that good. He can take over a whole game by himself. You put him and Carson Wentz by themselves on this team, that's too – it's just two, two, two alpha dogs. And then you got Jeffrey and Ertz. That would help their careers. Unbelievable. I think the offense would be just – I mean, just, just Le'Veon Bell. We wouldn't need both of them, Bell and Brown, to be an elite team. You put Bell in this team. And you mess around, have Carson, and they're looking for, they're active looking for a quarterback. Of course they want a backup quarterback. I wouldn't be surprised if Colin Kaepernick was signed by the Eagles. I'm going to put that out there. I'm just going to put it out there right now. Colin Kaepernick could go to the Eagles. I'm just saying. It's a very big possibility. I'm just saying. Now it's a lot of guys. Uh, we're gonna see who's gonna get that. You know that shot. Maybe Sam Bradford is the backup. I could see him being the backup. You know, um, backup guy come into Philly again. Not under Chip Kelly's offense because he definitely wasn't the quarterback for that. I was surprised. Nick Foles is just a guy that abides by the game and plays to his best because he definitely shouldn't have been. Bradford was faster than him. Nick, Nick Foles is so slow. It's, un- it's You can blink seven times. He's going to be in the same spot. He was slow. You know what I mean? But Nick Foles still showed ability. I mean, he caught the, the Philly special. So he was always a hard worker. And um, they're definitely, they, they definitely see how important a quarterback, a backup quarterback is. So just look out for that. You know, you mess around and see Eli Manning backing up the Eagles. I, I said it. Why not? He's a backup. Put him as a backup. Don't Philly, don't do that. Don't do that. Eli can play. All right, um, when you look at such players as a Le'Veon Bell, and um you put him with the Eagles, he's automatically the best team in the league. The Eagles were able to win games 
the year before and won the Super Bowl where people were hurt. They were able to win games last year when the cornerback looked like garbage truck juice. That's my word, man. Garbage truck juice. Um, that was it was a to- Corey Unlin. Let's stop. Okay, we talk about Peterson. Corey Unlin, the cornerback coach. Look what he did to those guys. Russell Douglas was not ready like this last year. He became I mean, Russell Douglas is here. He's a he's a beast. He's serious. Kevon LeBlanc, listen, the first couple of games, everybody remember, oh my God, who is this? This cat is now look at him. He's you gotta keep him. He's probably the, he's gonna be on the team. He's gonna be the nickel guy. I don't think nobody takes that position. If you look at the cornerbacks and look at what they did, I don't think the Eagles feel like they're really I mean, I don't think Darby gets signed. We'll see what happens. If Darby gets signed, Mills is out of here. And I'm telling you, with Brandon Graham getting signed, I would not be surprised if Ronald Darby got a contract and Mills was gone. Because it was it was already things about Mills being gone. You put Darby over there with um with Rasul Douglas, and that's two good cornerbacks right there. Tough cornerbacks. Then you got Vontae Maddox, that's four guys that can get and then you got Sidney Jones, like seriously. I know I put Sidney way back there. He just had a down season. I still think he has all the talent to be an elite cornerback. I'm just putting it where where the depth chart is right now. And that's it. He's number five. I mean, them guys showed up. And Sidney was hurt. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think in, if they don't sign Darby, Sidney is going to fight. Like right now, it's Rasul Douglas and everybody else fights for their spot. As good as Avante Maddox was, I don't think he earned that. Small because it was times he was he was too small for the competition and it just didn't get down right. So I, I feel on that point that if Sidney Jones and Russell Douglas could come in if he comes in the camp and shows it. It should be Sidney Jones, Russell Douglas, and Cravon LeBlanc. As much as I love Jalen Mills, man, I mean he he he's a guy that's gonna be worth a lot of money, and he's some money they can let go because of just how good the young bucks did. Darby, you ain't going to just go rush back, get Darby and Mills now. You're going to say, okay, why don't I just go ahead and see what I got? Because they, them guys really ball. I mean, them cornerbacks, seriously, they balled out. They balled out. They balled out. That's the second time a guy was in a nickel position like Patrick Robinson. And, and, and like Corey Unland is just not looked at as one of the best coaches in the NFL. He really, really know how to coach cornerbacks. He revived Robinson's life. He made LeBlanc's life like, uh, put Douglas on another level. Avante Maddox at 5'9. This man is a ball hawk. He really can really get after you. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with our secondary. McLeod is another guy that could get cut. I'm just saying, like, Malcolm Jenkins is, is, a, is a locker room leader. And if you visit, Avante Maddox can easily be put right there where he's at. And he showed enough ball skills to be where over there. So that's why I say that's another thing people got to look at. Like Avante Maddox could definitely be a safety because he's played there before. And you can let McLeod go and you can put Sidney Jones, let Sidney Jones and um, um, who would it be? Mills. You got LeBlanc. You take Maddox away. You got Sidney Jones. We Sidney Jones and Mills battling for that spot if Mills isn't let go. Let's see how, I mean, they can do a lot. I just feel like they, they got more depth at the cornerback position by surprise at the secondary position. Corey Graham did a great job once again coming back. Mom, we'll give him another one-year deal. You just can't pay for veterans that can ball out like that, you know.
Now listen, when we get back, we're gonna go to another break. When um I wanna come back and talk about these sixes, man. I just wanna talk about these sixes. Sixes is something special. And, and I think they're about to go to their point. So when we come back, man, we're gonna get more into what the sixes is about here on Filler Talk Radio. I'm gonna talk to y'all, man. What's up? What's up? We are back on the Filler Talk Radio File Leader, man. We're going to get more into the Sixers and what we do there. The Sixers, I'm, I'm just proud to have a team so deep. I've been waiting for that. They ain't give Iverson that opportunity to even get big, dog. Like, they, they didn't give Iverson the opportunity to, to have that type of squad around them. I mean, look what Ben Simmons and Joel got. We needed this, this front office. Shout out to the front office back then, Croce and King and them, man. Yo, listen, man. They should have did more to put people around him. You got a superstar. It should have happened. So I don't really. But now, listen, we're talking here about the Sixers and the, um, the Flyers. We're going to get more into those two. You know, uh, Flyers won a day 41. And I'm telling you, uh, Sean Contrier, Cochrier, man's been killing. <laughs> Claude Giroux, um, Ryan Hartman, um, good trade. I'm pretty sure he's a, he's a physical dude. That's already, I already like the guy. He's physical. That's flies, you know, that's flies hockey, you know. Travis Konechny, uh, Scott Lawton, Oscar Lindblom, Felipe Myers. These guys is good. Nolan Patrick, Michael Raffle, uh, Phil Verone's a, a quality player. See how, just how Betty get a plus one in this game. JBR, who's been lights out. And kick, I mean, that was a good to get him back because he was at, you know, he was a young stud, you know. Uh, Ghost Barrels is a, a real good defensive man who I, I'm glad they didn't trade him. Uh, Gudis is there. I think he should, he, he's more important than people think. He's more like an Eric Desjardins back in the day. Robert Hag, uh, pro in Sanheim. I mean, what can you say? These guys get down. So now, as we you look at guys like Gudis and Hag, and then Goldsberg, Pro, and Sanheim are the three like guys who can get it get it going. Okay, shout out to McDonald, into McDonald. But these guys, just, this is a whole other level that the Flyers can be on. I think next year it'll be even better. I think that the surprise isn't that they have a winning record. The surprise is how long it took for them to come through. I mean, teams that are winning teams are getting hammered, and Scott Gordon is the guy. That's that's the X factor in that one. 
That's it. Scott Gordon, everybody talks about Carter Hart, but see, he ain't been playing the last couple of games. What's been going on? Scott Gordon is so important to have, and he's a legend, so it's really important to have a guy like him as a coach. You know. Now we go to the Sixers. <sighs> wow. They go against the Magic soon. Um, if you're looking at the Warriors, the Warriors, last time the Warriors played the Sixers, they won. Um, I think they're a little scared of the Sixers, man. I'm telling you, they won 113-104. The Sixers, you know, and it was a, a tough game like this one. But the Warriors, you know, Sixers started missing shots in the fourth. But the big thing is to look at is that the Sixers are climbing up, man. The only team right now that's, that's, that's distances away from them is Toronto. You know, um, Milwaukee's there and all that. They, they, I mean, yeah, Milwaukee, we're talking about the conference, yes, but in the division, Philly looked like they could still make a run. I mean, they're at 63 games right now. So that's 18 games left. I mean, 19 games left. And Philly could make a serious run to take that top spot. People are not looking at that because Joel Embiid is not even back yet. And Philly is still hard to deal with. What you see in the progress is the passing. Passing is, look, chemistry was the biggest, was the biggest thing. Chemistry was it. I'm saying like chemistry was it. Chemistry was so hard to, um, it's so hard to get when you're just getting players. I mean, it's two big trades. Who would ever thought Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Butler You got Jimmy Butler and you got Tobias in the same year. And then, you know, you give up when you trade players, you give up players, too. I mean, Dario Sarge, Robert Covington, Landry Shamit, your first round draft pick that was doing his thing. Guys is just gone. Um, uh, Wilson Chandler, they had developed the chemistry. Now you have to develop a whole other chemistry with more players, man. Jonathan Simmons, James Zenas, Mike Scott, Boban, Marjanovic, uh, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler. Um, you know what I mean? Then you got young guys like Justin Patton who got to go to the G League. and He's been doing his thing, been a quality player. So he's good, good production from a seven-footer that can stretch. So Zaire Smith is back. He, um, he looked okay, you know, doing his thing. Looked like he was healthy. That's the main thing. He can run up and down the floor, jump up. I mean, Zaire Smith looked like he's ready to get down. And I think that's a guy you got to watch out for in the future because shooting guard, backup shooting guard is not even solidified. I think J.J. Reddick could be back next year, and I think Zaya Smith and just a guy to watch out for who could take over as a shooting guard of the future. It's his now. If he if he starts showing improvement as a first-rounder, Zaya Smith is the, the shooting guard for the Sixers. Listen to me right now. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all right now, first thing, listen, write that down. Write it down. Do what you got to do. I don't care what you do. But know that soon it's going to be Zaire Smith, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, and Joel Embiid. And people think, I don't think Jimmy Butler coming back. I think he's unhappy. I don't know. Sometimes I've thought like that. But when you see how he plays on the court and how he interacts with the team, I mean, we'll just see what happens. Kyrie Irving and Jimmy Butler are cool. Maybe he goes to New York. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just being real with y'all, man. I mean, I, I roll with some of that, but at the same time, Jimmy Butler sees winning with the Sixers. I don't think he wants to face the Sixers knowing what he's looking at. 
You want to be a part of a team that's going. And then you get your another thing that puts more into mind. The Sixers could give him the most money. That's a hundred ninety million dollar contract. Tobias Harris can get a hundred eighty eight million dollar contract over a five year span. Both of them get maxed out. And Philly wants to do it. It's not like they don't know. They want to get bring Jimmy back. It's no doubt about it. So we'll see what happens. We'll just see. I don't think Jimmy would go somewhere where he couldn't get the most money and win. I think it's it's a done daughter. I don't know. I, I just think that that is what could happen. But then again, if you look back, hopefully that he 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 likes being the fourth guy. Sometimes, but really, it's four number ones. I mean, it's whoever has to step up. Sometimes Jimmy sits back. Sometimes, to, but Tobias and MB, they the ones who really you got two scores who can score at will. That's a good thing. I think in the trade with Jimmy, it's good. It's not good to not let him be an all round player, and he has to be a straight scorer. I think that's the thing that uh that kills it. You know, now that he gets to be an all-around guy because he got weapons all around him, he could be dang- – he's dangerous. He's hard to mess with at 6'8", all-around guy. I mean, he, he's basically doing triple-double, almost triple-double numbers, nearly triple-double numbers. So, I really think, like, that team is just ready. Jimmy Butler, last the last game, you look at Ben Simmons had another triple-double. That's two in a row. Ben Simmons, the man. Ben Simmons had 25-15-11. That that's ridiculous. Five for six in the free throw line. That's what people better watch out for. If this man start hitting, if this man start hitting free throws, you better cancel Christmas. All right. That's all I'm just trying to say. If he starts hitting free throws and everybody's in trouble. I mean, we're talking about three pointers. If he can hit free throws five for six, that's different. Tobias Harris, even though Tobias Harris was seven for 20, three for 11 from the three point line. I, I mean, it re- that's what really kind of, everybody talking about Golden State defense. No. Philly had a lot of open shots they missed. Mid-range jumpers. I was hearing Mark Jackson talk. Everybody played good. Both teams played good defense. But let me tell you something. Philly had some shots they should have went in. They went in for Golden State. It's one of them games. 12 points for Bolden, who I think is just absolutely a, a very good two blocks. He He's athletic and he can do his thing. I really like him as a player on this team. 29 points, nine rebounds for Jimmy. Uh Scott had 22. He really showed how important he's been showing it. TJ McConnell and Scott are probably the most important guys off the bench. You still got Innis and Simmons are both who's going to be the starting wing. That's the thing. Um, You're looking at that. Um, they brought Justin Patton up. He didn't get no time then. Uh, you still got Johnson on the bench. I mean, they have a, people talk about they don't have a bench. How don't they have depth? These are guys, when they came over, these were productive guys for the team. McConnell, Simmons, Scott, James Ennis, like we're, those guys were all productive for their team. And this was a starter, so Philly looks good, man. They look good. Now, the Phillies. What do we say about the Phillies? We got Bryce Harper with the Phillies, man. Bryce Harper's with the Phillies, man. Bryce Harper is with the Phillies. Are you serious right now? It happened. I told y'all. I told the people got to stop, man. We come back, we're going to get on these Phillies, man. I'm telling you, it's time. It's time, Phillies fans. Y'all ready? It's time.
Niggas been counting me out, I'm counting my bullets, I'm loading my clips, I'm writing down names, I'm making the list, I'm checking it twice and I'm getting them hit. The real ones been dying, the fake ones is lit. The game is off balance, I'm back on my shit. The bitly is dirty, my sneakers is dirty, but that's how I like it. You all on my dick, I'm all in my bag, it's hard as it get. I do not throw powder, I might take a sip, I might hit the pump, but I'm not on the trip. I ain't popping no pill, but you boys, you wish. I roll with some things, I love them to death. I got a few little, but not all of them bitch. What good is the bread if my niggas is dope? What good is first class if my niggas ain't that's my next mission, that's why I can't quit Just like a bug in my niggas no chips Just put the holy right back on my wrist This watch came from Drizzy, gave me a gift Back when the rap game was raining like this They act like two legends cannot coexist But I never be for the nigga for nothing If I smoke a rapper, it's gonna be legit It won't be for clout, it won't be for fame It won't be cause my shit ain't selling the same It won't be to sell you my latest no stickers It won't be cause some niggas slid in my lane Everything grows, it's destined to change I love you little niggas, I'm glad that you came I hope that you scrape every dollar you gain I hope you no money won't erase the pain to the ODs. I'm begging you now. I was watching you when you was carrying the crown. I copied your cadence. I'm never your style. I studied the grace. I'm the greatest right now. Fuck if you feel me, you ain't got a choice. I ain't do no promo. Still make all that noise. This shit gon' be different. I set my intentions. I promise to slap on that head. I'm so voice. Niggas been counting me out. I'm counting my bullets. I'm loading my clips. I'm writing down names. I'm making a list. I'm checking the Yo, we back finally. Let's get on the yeah, perfect work, J. Cole, to bring in these Phillies, man. Listen, I think just the big thing with the Phillies is that um, they made moves and they made them bold. They said they were going to spend stupid money. If they didn't get Harper, you cannot say this was a bad. I understand that the the like okay, Bryce Harper is the was the big spending stupid money and Bryce Harper or Machado was the two guys that could get or both or whatever. But man, they got the best catcher in in baseball. They got Cigar, one of the best top five shortstops. End up getting David Robinson, one of the best bullpen arms in the game. And um, Andrew McCutcheon is a former MVP. These are these are top 100 guys. They got six now with Hoskins and then you get Harper. It's six. You got top 100 guys in the squad. I mean, now that everybody can shut up and finally judge them instead of saying they ain't got Harper, the whole city is on point. There's a superstar in baseball for the Phillies now. It's big. And then he he also uttered that in two years, he's going into the best player in baseball. That is crazy. They both played on the same team with Cigara back in the minor league. So this could all be another. I mean, this team could be one of the funnest teams in baseball history because of the chemistry and what they can do. So we just know that McCutcheon won't be here unless McCutcheon is the center fielder. That That is, think about that. McCutcheon could be here. They could sign McCutcheon and wait for Moniak and put him on the backup. And, you know, th- just think of that. McCutcheon, Trout, and that's three form. Like, it's crazy right now. So, we, we and, and, and that's the one guy, McCutcheon. I mean, if you look at his two-year span and what he did and how McCutcheon, um, what he did as a player, what he did as an offensive force, he did a very good job. You know, uh, last year was 255. McCutcheon hit 255 with 20 home runs. And um, what he brought to the table for the Phillies was a, a, a guy that's been been there, been that guy, been the man. And, and, and now you look at a guy who always gets on base. He's a, he's a power name. I mean, people talk about Harper, but this man is a, is a name. All right. Now, last year, he, he 368 on base percentage. He has a, a career average 
of 378 on base percentage. This man's going in the 41 slugging percentage. This man's going to get on base. Anything you're going to get, you're going to get home runs, RBIs, and you're going to get on base, all right? Looking at how good he is as a uh, 14 bases, still in 14 of them things, man. I mean, then the year before that, right? Everybody talked about the year before that. His average was 279. 279. And he hit 28 home runs. The year before that, it was down 256, right? 24 home runs. The year before that, it was 292, 23 home runs. So the same thing with Harper, because we can look at Harper too. That's another guy I want to look at. I mean, you want to look at, you know, who Harper is and what he does for the team. And Harper adds a whole nother type of monster, you know. But remember, everybody talking about he only hit 249 with 34 home runs, 100 RBI. It's crazy, right? With 31 home runs. I mean, he had an on-base percentage of 393. He led the whole major leagues in walks, man. Come on. This guy gets, I mean, you talk about, oh, he's been the last three years in fielding percentage. We know that. Everybody knows that, though. Everybody knows that. But his offense is so good, it makes up for all that. It's like the James Harden. Everybody talk about Kevin Durant. His impact as a player is Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's him and Harper, him and Trout are the one to the creme de la creme of baseball. But as a as a player and what he's playing for playing like now, no, he's more of James Harden right now last week because his defense has been horrible. It's been horrible. All right. You start looking at his fielding percentage. There's a little different. Some errors. Wasn't that bad, man. I mean, you got some things. That he had a real questionable year. Even though his fielding percentage was 993, he had a questionable year in a lot of situations. It's, uh, it's an outfield. I think people are blowing it out of proportion. They're looking at other stats, but um, if this man... I'm looking for errors, you know, looking for errors. I'm looking for a person to do a lot of errors, man. And I don't really see uh, him as an error person. If he's not making mistakes and the ball's cutting up, I, I just don't think he's a liability on defense. <laughs> but he did have some horrible defensive numbers in, the, in, in baseball's aspect. But as you can see, he still was the hottest name on the market. So that just lets you know his impact. Now, he's going to bring people up, buying up this, buying up that. It's going to be crazy. So now you go to um, Herrera, who's another guy who I feel like he's just been going down last four years. But he hit 22 home runs last year. Franco hitting over 20. He hit 270 last year. Finally, he was able to hit some batting average numbers, man. Yeah, I mean, now he has to come back and be that guy again. Him and, and also Hernandez. Do, Hernandez had 15 home runs. So Franco ended up hitting the average, like a 270, which he didn't stay at before. Hernandez hit 15 home runs. He don't do that. <laughs> and he wasn't hitting none at one time. And Herrera hit 22. His most. So those are big things to look at in the progress of these guys. Now we need to see 300 baseball out of Hernandez again. We need to see 300 baseball, at least 280 out of Herrera. And I want to see Franco keep it where he's at. And, and how about if he gets 100 RBIs, it could be something different. There's a possibility Franco could turn into a star this year. 
Like people are not looking at the guys that could actually become now that you have guys, six guys that are top 100 players and they command the attention. Guys like Herrera, Hernandez and Franco are going to be forgot about and watch how good they pitch. They hold down their whole line. I mean, their whole to me, it should be McCutcheon. I think he should lead off Hernandez, Harper, or it should be Hoskins, Harper. Could be Harper Hoskins. You don't, you don't even care. Let's just do Harper Hoskins, Ramuto, Cigara. That's just that's just crazy. That's insane. Herrera Franco. I mean, that's insane. That's an insane lineup. And then the DH is Nick Williams. When you everybody forget we got a 17 home run hitter named Nick Williams. We got a guy that's young who hit 19 home runs before and Aaron Arthur out there. We got Dylan Cousins who nobody knows about. This team's gonna be hard to pitch against, man. I'm talking about hard. And the pitching, you know, you got Nola, you got Arietta, of course. And who's your third guy? I think it'd be Valesquez, uh, Effin and Pavetta. And watch out for Pavetta. He had 188 strikeouts last year. 188. He's young, so people got to watch out for that growth factor. Eleven and eight record, and over hundred strike, hundred and twenty strikeouts for Effin. I mean, he just, he just, he had a bad year the year before that. Now he's on his rise, and you got Valesquez who looked good. He just was hurt, came back. Just, just watch out for this pitching staff. It's very, very, very underrated to me. Arietta had a, a decent year. Everybody looked for a better year. Everybody slumped in the second half of the year, so. It's going to be big for this team and, and how they get David Robinson is going to lead that bullpen. Uh, I don't know who's going to be the closer. Nobody's been, they got Hector Nares back. Okay. So that's another improved, that's an experienced arm, young arm. But the guys I tell you to watch out for is Arreno, Ramos, and, um, Dominguez. They're flamethrowers. They were top prospects, top 30 prospects in the minor leagues. Now look at them. And they still did a good job, lads. They came right in and impacted. You know, everybody did bad second half as everybody did, but they didn't do as bad as everybody else. They finished with good numbers. Looking at pitchers like Areno, right handed 6'2. Areno, um, right now, um, you look at his numbers, what he brought to the team. He did 273 ERA. People was hitting 239 against this cat. He had 60 strikeouts. Young arms. Good to have that young arm. Right-hander. And then you got Sir Anthony Dominguez. My God. I mean, but my number one guy, Edebrae Ramos. But uh, Edebrae Ramos, excuse me. 24-year-old Dominguez is something nice, man. And he's, he's lights out in spring training right now. All right, but last year, 295, man. 74 strikeouts. People hit 157 at this cat, man. 157. Ramos. Ramos, again, he's having a, uh, I'll tell you what. Ramos last year, 232 ERA. He had a better one than all of them. Three and one. People hit 218 against him. 42 strikeouts. Watch out for them three kids, man. I, they all can throw flame, especially Ramos and Dominguez. Flamethrowers. Pat Neshek is another guy. I'm just talking about the bullpen, what they have. You, the bullpen. 
259 ERA. People hit 245 against Nancy Glass here. Three and two. Just, just another guy. He's an all-star caliber arm. Just letting you know the, the arms they have. This is more in the, the terms of Robinson, Hunter, and Nessie. He had a 3.80 ERA, 5-4. Could have been better. Two people hit 260 against him. I think Hunter will come back, have an even better year next year. Those three arms are the arms to watch out for. Then you're looking at um, James Pezos. He's another guy you got to really pay attention to this year. He was an arm they got. You got um, Rios, another guy to watch out for. This guy, Yaxel Rios, watch out for this kid. Seriously. He's a guy that could, you know, come in there, but he's not going to be an arm called on like that. You know, now that you got other guys in there that's doing good, James Pezos, like I said, he's another guy you can look at. He's he's a young, like, good arm. They need that arm, and they got him for a reason. It wasn't like he was just a guy out there. They got him for a reason. Pezos had a 2.88 ERA with Seattle last year. He's 4-1. 249 people bet 249 against him. That was just a good arm to get. You look at other arms on here, like Jose Alvarez. Jose Alvarez, everybody, if you know about you know about him, he's um one of those arms. He had a 2.71 ERA last year. People hit 217 against him. He's on the bullpen. This is the bullpen I'm telling you about. It's a scary bullpen. Nobody's talking about how scared this bullpen is. Hector Neris, we all remember Hector Neris. He's been here for a long, for long enough. He's a, you know, he's been in here through the rebuild. Last year, you know, he's 5'10 ERA. People only hit 250, though, again. So, you know, it was just kind of, he made some mistakes. He's growing. But see, he has all types of potential, all types of, He's ready to play. So these these Phillies, man, listen. These Phillies are ready. These Phillies are ready. And you're getting ready for something special. And I don't think I, I even know just how good these guys are going to be. Because if you really look at these, these guys on paper, they look a little too good to be true. Guys that could come up and do something this year. Lillian Cousins and Roman, Roman Quinn, I'm really banking on them to give us some outside depth. Uh, Mitch Walden, look for him. Derek Hall's another guy that could come up and do something. All right, Scott Kingery is going to be a guy to really bang. I think in the infield, you're looking at Scott Kingery is, is, is one of those guys. Him, if you're looking at any guys, there, Scott Kingery is one guy. He can play third baseman, shortstop, or second baseman. Play any of them positions. I don't know. It's between Hall and, and Walden who I think will come up. And ironically, be a guy to to relieve the first baseman. We'll just see what happens. In the outfield, they got all types of people. Aaron Arthur, Roman Quinn, Nick Williams. That's a, in itself. They could start that three. They did last year. All of them have had bright spots in, in the future, you know. And then you bring in Cousins as a power bat. Now, people, and then you got Andrew Knapp, who he's, he's a quality player at that catcher position. But look for uh, Delvey Gruline. He's a guy that could come up. And be a guy that could take his position. But these are all, you just need quality people that can hit the baseball. Because every once in a while, people are going to need a, a break. And then you got pinch hitters that come in. And I think Aaron Arthur, when you got Aaron Arthur, Scott Kingery, 
Nick Williams is the big man. There's three guys. This is stop right there before we even get to a any Roman Quinn or Dylan Cousins. You know, I think right there, Nick Williams, Scott Kingery, and Aaron Arthur are three guys automatically that are going to be watch out for him. And then Roman Quinn, too. I mean, Cousins is the guy that got to prove more. And Walding and the Hall, guys I mentioned, got to prove something. Who I think will come up, I don't know. Not this year. We'll see. If Alec Baum just starts having a sensational year, he could go up quick to be a third overall pick. If Mickey Moniak just starts blasting off, who knows if some trades is made to let Mickey come in and back up next to some guys like Bryce Harper, McCutcheon, let him learn. Um, Adam Hazley's a guy who's been going up, you know, and Medina, I think in about two years, but he could come up this year. The Phillies could still make trades. They are now they got their hands right where they need it. They got good players. They can trade anybody. They got good prospects. This is when your prospects work out when you got a good team and you can let people just sit there. When you got to depend on your minor league to be your team, Stuff is starting to get crazy. Could take a long time. They spit up the process. That's what I think the Flyers should do. Flyers should get one more big name. Don't even get. I, I said a defensive man, but you get one more big name on this team, and things are different. Just go for a big time name. I think the Flyers have a team. It's time to go for it. So listen, y'all. I'm out of here. I wanted to go ahead and um come and give y'all some filler talk. I'm out of here. This is your boy. Lita Johnson, until next time in high school basketball talk on the next segment tomorrow. Be there, man. Out of here. Follow the leader.